some bonus content for the Naughty Rude Show. My name is Tammy, and we're about to jump into an interview that I have the absolute pleasure of having with Chloe and Dante from Scroll. Scroll is the eSafety Commission's brand new initiative that focuses on eSafety. It's by Gen Z for Gen Z. And it's phenomenal. We got to chat all about um, some resources that exist out there and we got to talk about some advice that we would give for anybody who is in the online sphere. So I really highly recommend that you listen. (laughs) Tell us what you think about it. But it is very, very important to note that we do talk about some touchy subjects in this interview. Uh, We focus a lot on online bullying, online harassment, online abuse. Um, particularly verbal abuse and image distribution um, without consent. So if those are some things that do trigger you, keep in mind that we can provide you with some helplines. We have Beyond Blue on 1300 224 636. That's 1300 224 636. Kids helpline on 1800-55-1800. Again, that is 1800-55-1800. And Q Life Helpline on 1-800-184-527. That is 1-800-184-527. Again, this is a phenomenal chat that we're able to have and we are able to provide a lot of great resources. So stick around and have a listen. If you do think that this might be a bit triggering for you though, please feel free to either hit up those helplines that I've just provided or feel free to sit this one out. We'll be on your airwaves again every single Sunday from 8pm until 10pm on SIN. Hello, you are listening to the Naughty Rude Show here on SIN with Tammy. And today I have the pleasure of being joined by Chloe and Dante from Scroll. Hello, how are you? Hello, how's good, it going? How <laughs> yeah, I'm good, thank you. So e-safety is a major issue in today's online world. In recent times, online abuse reports from young people are coming in more and more. Um, In an effort to combat the issues, Australia's e-safety commissioner has collaborated with Gen Z collaboratives to launch Scroll. Um, So we are joined by Chloe and Dante. Guys, can you tell me exactly what is Scroll? Um, Well, Scroll is a, it's an online platform that we've built um, that is like backed or like powered by eSafety, but it's all about um, young people talking to young people and kind of young people uh, getting together all this information and, and coming together to really create a platform where young people can like speak with their peers and learn from their peers um, and this kind of community where it doesn't feel like you're being talked down to and it doesn't feel like you're being scared. It's, it's like very, uh, the people who are giving you this advice and who are giving you this information get it as much as you do. Beautiful. Cool. Now, a big focus for you guys is on image-based abuse. So what exactly do you mean by that? What Can you give us some examples of what image-based abuse could include? Um, yeah, so image-based abuse could be anything from someone threatening to send um, nude photos or videos, basically anything where the consent of the person pictured um, is not being considered and it's going to be shared um, without their consent. So it really can... Um, come in a a variety of many different forms but typically it is um, in things like sharing um, or threatening to send um, like privately shared nudes and things like that. Okay yeah and I think that what people don't uh, don't kind of get we say image-based abuse and people immediately think of nudes but it's even stuff like um, 
if your religion requires you to wear like a like a headpiece or something and you've been t- had a photo with that taken off that's image-based abuse that categorized oh, under true. the same thing in e-safety's terms like that's the exact same thing if um people have photoshopped you onto something like photoshopped you onto like a naked body or something like that that's also image-based abuse and shared that around so it's all the it's kind of images shared without your consent um that kind of stuff all runs under image-based abuse Wow, that is so interesting. I've never thought of that from the religious perspective that you've just provided an example for. I was thinking a lot more of like, because I know that when I was a teenager, um, me and my friends made memes of each other yeah. and like things like that. And that was all in good jest yeah. and like in a friendly yeah, manner. There's levels, but, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking in that kind of regard. How interesting. Okay, so when I think about e-safety, I often think about the victims but I think it's important to acknowledge that a lot of the perpetrators are also kids, also Gen Z. Why do you think that it, like, why do you think that people resort to online bullying, online harassment, um, image abuse, things like that? I think that um, especially, like, in the case of perpetrators, especially young people, it comes to young groups of male teens. And generally in those groups, um, especially surrounding image-based abuse and kind of online hate, um, it's this kind of toxic masculinity boys club culture of trying to impress the boys or trying to impress your mates and everybody in those groups are doing you know more and more outrageous stuff and more and more disgusting behavior to try and impress their mates or try and one up other guys in the group when in reality none of the guys in the group actually wholeheartedly believe what they're doing is right they just believe that the other people think it's cool and everybody's thinking that. So nobody's actually within them, like individually, because this happens. You can talk to young people individually. And I think that um, you can, it, like people talk to their son and be like, my son would never do that. Because they talk to their son and be like, would you ever, and their son individually is like, no, I would never do that. Da, da, da. But when they're within that group, um, they're doing it to impress the other people within the group, you know, coming from a place of insecurity. They're trying to find their place in the world. It's, you know, you're a teenager. You're trying to find that place. And, that's that's kind of where it comes from. So if these guys, especially like if you're if you're a young male listening, and I don't know how many listeners you have that are kind of high school age young males, it's that just take that second of questioning to be like, hey, like none of us actually think this is cool. Everybody <laughs> is just trying to impress each other. Like, how about we do that a different way? <laughs> or how about let's like like let's just have this conversation. It's it's just have the conversation. Sit down and have the conversation. Be like, is this really okay? Mm. No, it's probably not. And like, would if you had to sit down with your mum and talk about it like this, would your mum be happy? No, she would not. So like, mm. like what are we doing? Like, and it's and it's always it's always within the group. So I think if the younger, if we can equip, um, especially young males with this with this knowledge and the effects and kind of how to combat this stuff and they can start having these more open conversations with their mates, I think it will create a more positive environment for everybody. Mm. And I think, yeah, just adding to that also, I think it's really important for young men especially to hold their friends accountable. Um, Like if if you know that, you know, they're speaking inappropriately or sharing inappropriate things, no matter what it is, it's really important that that kind of behaviour is kind of called out at the source Mm. and, and often it's most powerful when it is, you know, from people in their circle. Um, so, yeah, I think just to add to that, it's another really important thing um, for young men to feel comfortable um, to, yeah, call out that behaviour where they can. Mm, absolutely. Particularly since it... Because when I think of, again, when I think of, like, online harassment and 
you know, that whole ballpark. I think of it being malicious, but this doesn't really sound like it's malicious. It's just trying to fit in, but it's just obviously not the right way to go about fitting in. No. And hmm. it, it all comes, it's so, it's, it is really sad because it comes from a place of insecurity. It comes from a place of this toxically masculine culture that we've built up where like, you know, the man has to be big, strong, da, 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 da. Um, and so that to appear that way to their friends, they feel like they have to put other people down to appear larger than they are. When in reality, every single one of your friends, the one, the ones who demonstrate this behavior are doing the exact same thing as you are. And they just, they will go home and they'll be like, that probably wasn't okay. Once you're by mm. yourself. And you're all thinking that. So mm. just <laughs> sit down <laughs> and have the conversation because I can guarantee you that every single one of you is like, this probably isn't that cool, but like it's it's them or it's me. So I guess I have to do this to survive in the group. Da, da, da. It's like, dude, everybody's thinking that. Just sit and conversate and like... <laughs> Literally <laughs> communicate. Just, yeah, just a bit of communication and, and everything will be okay. <laughs> Okay, now the e-safety, oh sorry, now e-safety has reportedly received more than 1,000 reports of image-based abuse in the first quarter of this year, whereas last year there was only roughly 600 in the same time period. Why do you think that we're seeing these numbers rise so much? Um, I don't know. I feel like in, in some sense it could be somewhat of a positive thing that people are now aware that they can get help and that they can make reports and that there is a platform out there that can help them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm, I mean, maybe being in lockdown and COVID has something else to do with it as well. Like how our lives are basically switched to just being completely online and a lot of people are turning to online, whether that be in relationships or friendships or just sharing more information online. So that also could be a contributing factor. Um, but it's just, um, yeah, it's really important that people are aware that they can actually make reports. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that was something that I was unfamiliar with before before joining Scroll and learning about eSafety. Um, so it's it's really great that um, people do feel comfortable to make a report and to seek help when they really need it. Mm. Lovely. Well, it is good that people are reaching out, which is great. Um, I kind of had a bit of an inkling that there could have been a bit of a rise just because of obviously living online a lot more, particularly with like the recent lockdowns from exactly. like the past two years and things like that. 100%. Do you reckon that is included? Reckon, yeah, and I think that so many, especially... Um, younger kids going, you know, year eight to, to year 10, you think about, especially in Melbourne, where we're from, we spent two years online. Mm, exactly. And so if you're a year seven kid who's gone from year seven to year nine entirely online, you've formed, and you know, like we think back to when we were that age, like how many relationships you formed maybe from year eight to year 10. Now imagine all of that's online. Mm -hmm. Obviously there's going to be a spike in like sending nudes and stuff like that, which then leads to obviously image-based abuse and stuff like that but I think it still is really important that we have a platform like eSafety that allows people to uh, not you know it it's it de it de demonizes that's not the word but like <laughs> you know what I mean like it like uh, destigmatizes destigmatizes yeah. like the fact that you can consensually do that stuff in a relationship and then if it does go wrong you do have this platform in Australia where eSafety where you can report that stuff and you can kind of take control back hmm. where it's been kind of taken from you. Yeah, lovely. I think it's great that it exists because quite honestly, I would have loved something like this when yeah. I was a teenager. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that's a big purpose of the campaign and the purpose of Scroll is to get e-safety out there and to make young people and anyone for that matter aware of, of what we do and yeah, that we're here to help. Yeah. 
Now, going back to um, those reports that I was talking about, 60% of these reports came from people aged 13 to 24, and that is double um, what was received from the same group last year. Um, again, touching on that particular age group, I think that we already have really when we were talking about um, online. Is there anything that you guys can add to why you think that age group has kind of risen in the reports? I think also as, you know, technology kind of gets bigger and increases and like kind of the younger people are starting to identify themselves online. So I think that that also would increase the amount of reports and the amount of people that are experiencing things such as image-based abuse or cyberbullying or things like that. Mm. So kind of as the technology grows and advances, that age bracket is kind of widening, which, I mean, obviously has its has its pros, but then obviously it, it also comes with a lot of negatives. So, yeah, another thing that we're really passionate about at Scroll is just educating people about um, the potential risks and just what is out there on the internet because when you first start out, you don't really know what it is and, and what can go wrong. So mm. we, we just want to yeah, provide people with the tools to to deal with that if the situation comes. Mm. I think as well with Gen Z in particular, a lot of like the other generations kind of look at us like, oh, we're digital natives. Mm. Like we've kind of been yeah. raised on the internet. Like you should know how it works when realistically, yeah, we. I think that a lot of people understand how it works, but finding those resources in mm. particular, I don't know. I think that's... A well, handy like thing that why scrolling now exists. Yeah, it's like people understand how it works, but it's like only because we've learnt from failing seven times. Like, yeah. gotta, like everybody's, you know, looked back in like their year seven Instagram, or whatever, and be like, "What was I doing?" Like, <laughs> like Instagram had this feature where you could look back through. I found it the other the other month. You can look back through your old comments, sort it by oldest, and you can <gasps> yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> because you're like, what was I doing with my life? Like, why am I just, like, hating for no reason and r under random... But, like, it's that kind of stuff that, like, you kind of, like, you mess that up to then be able to be, like, these digital native Gen Z kids. But you've got to, mm. like, make those mistakes first. But having access to the information that we give you at Scroll is almost like, you can be like, okay, cool. I've seen what happens if I do do that. These are, like, these are kind of the consequences. Okay, cool. Maybe I can think a second time before I'm, like, going crazy. <laughs> yeah. And another thing um, as well at eSafety more generally is that um, it's not about necessarily changing everyone's behaviour um, online. It, it's not about that because I think that that just, like, perpetuates the negative kind yeah. of connotations yeah. and, like, just adds to the stigma of whether it's online relationships or um, sexual relationships online and things like that. So it's not about altering how people live their lives online. It's just about educating them um, about what can happen and, and, yeah, what to do when when things do go wrong. Yeah. Cool. Well, this is a Gen Z run campaign, which is phenomenal. What do you think the benefit is having it be run by, you know, this age group? It's for Gen Z, sorry, by Gen Z for Gen Z. Yeah, I think it really helps um, kind of, well, when talking about issues like this that are typically quite generational, there is a bit of a divide um, and that can often come with some judgment also from like older generations and not really understanding how it works. Mm. And kind of like we mentioned before, it's, you know, older people might think, well, you know, you should know better. Like you've grown up on the internet, you should know not to do that. And why did you do this? And it just kind of, and again, just kind of perpetuates that negative stigma that really doesn't help the situation. Mm. So by having young people um, like us, the team at Scroll, um, talk to young people as well, it just, yeah, I don't know. There's just this sense of understanding of one another and community and we just, we understand each other's shared experiences. Mm. Yeah, 100%. I think there's also times where like, 
as a and like everybody's been in high school where you're getting these like you you know like you get these programs that come in you're like you're like i get what you're saying but like you're not saying like like you're like you're like five years off <laughs> like yeah. we're like five years out of like we're five years out of date. that's what we're trying to hit it so that like we have just been through it and still are going through it and we still are young and we're still making these mistakes and it's all of this sort of stuff but like here's what we know and here's what we're trying to explain to you from a, like, we get it. Like, from mm. a peer-to-peer point of view, we understand this is what we're trying to teach you and this is what we're trying to, you know, let you know. Mm. Yeah, just teaching and talking about it in our language, really. Yeah. <laughs> As it rapidly evolves. Yes. Yeah. Which is good, though. On the topic of being run by young people and stuff, what did make you guys want to be involved on this campaign? Um, I think it was just an awesome opportunity. Like, it's not very often that you get to work as a young person in kind of like a like a government backed organization especially um to create a like a social platform that kind of creates difference and can create some change and can have like a positive impact it's not you're not you don't have to sell something like you can guess what you get to do all of this cool social content and you don't have to sell a product you can just actually give a message and actually kind of make some difference and make some change and i think that that's really exciting yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, just inspiring positive change and teaching people um, about the great resources that are out there. I think it's just a really rewarding experience. Um, and I think, yeah, all of us at Scroll have really loved that. Oh, yeah. That's so wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, we often hear about that once an image is on the internet, it's impossible to remove it. How true do you guys think that is? Even if it's not like an image-based thing, like, once it's on the internet, like, I'm pretty sure the saying that I had growing up was once it's on the internet, it's there forever. Do yeah. you guys subscribe to that? Do you not? What are your thoughts, opinions? Um, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. For me, I feel like my kind of mantra is kind of once you put something out on the internet, it's like you kind of don't know who's going to have access to it. Mm. Not necessarily that, oh, it's, it's out there forever. Like, you know, be <laughs> frightened. It's like that's not what what I want to believe in or what I want to put out to other people. But I think it's it's more so about, you know, kind of once it leaves your hands, it's kind of like, well, you don't know where it could end up. Mm. So it's all about just being really aware and trusting of who or wherever you're sending personal information or images or whatever. You just want to make sure that you're making an informed decision. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What about you, Dante? I think that it, it, it kind of comes in two different contexts. You've got the context of image-based abuse and that's, like sending your nudes out and stuff like that and that kind of stuff it can be really it can be really scary to be like well you shouldn't send nudes it's gonna be on the internet forever that's it as as my like as taboo as it might seem it is a normal part of relationships these days and it's not saying you know not everybody has to go run around but it is something that does happen and i think that that's why e-safety is so important because they like they're not they're not ever blaming you for sending a photo like that they're here to help if it goes wrong but guess what? That is going to happen within youth relationships these days. It's just how it is. And I think that in that kind of way, you don't kind of want to fear monger and victim blame people out of kind of exploring their sexuality in that kind of sense. Mm. But then there's the other context, which is in terms of digital footprint. And maybe it's like a photo of you drinking with your friends when you're 14 or whatever. Um, that, that kind of stuff, it does. It does stick around for a little bit more than you think. And it's like, Yes, it might be, you know, it might be cool at the time, but it's one of those things where, like, uh, like encourage you to Google yourself or stalk your own Instagram or, like, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? Or, like, get a friend's phone, stalk her Instagram and pretend 
you're like, not even like pretend you're an employer, but just pretend you're somebody who doesn't know you. And you're like, cool, I want to know everything about this person. How much can I actually find? And mm. I think you'll be surprised to see how much you can find about yourself just by Googling your name or by stalking your own Instagram and stuff like that. And you'll be like, mm-hmm. wow, like there is all of this stuff out there that's built up over the years that you kind of don't process in the moment. But as soon as you take a step back, you're like, oh, all of this comes together to form my digital footprint and my digital identity. And that stuff does last. Mm. I know that I did that to myself quite recently and I was very embarrassed by what I found. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was saying about the Instagram comments before. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> See, the ones that I can't find that I want to find is my YouTube comments. Oh, There's going to be some horrendous oh. YouTube comments from when I was like 11 years old that I'm just so embarrassed <laughs> thinking yeah. about. But And it's, yeah, it's tricky not to get caught up with, with that online. I feel like, like, perhaps I don't know if the word's oversharing or just putting everything out on the internet because I mean it makes it tricky you know living through COVID and living our lives online is that we're used to putting everything out there um so it does kind of make it hard to kind of put that draw that line in the sand of kind of you know what does belong in the internet and what doesn't so Mm. yeah it's all just about making an informed decision Mm. I like that I like that I feel like you're both coming from a standpoint of not gatekeeping, not telling people what they should and shouldn't do, just keeping in mind that you do need to make an informed decision and if it is the wrong decision, then here are the resources that are available. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, It's, it's not about, you know, blaming anyone or criticising. Like, none of that, you know, is associated or belongs at eSafety yeah. at all. It's, yeah, just about informing that when things do go wrong is that there are resources and there are people here to help you in a judgment-free um, way. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Kids are going to make mistakes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like exactly. young, young people are going to make mistakes. We've all made mistakes. It is what it is. See, and I just think the beauty of our generation is that we get to make these mistakes online. Yeah. Every other generation has <laughs> yeah, made exactly. the exact same mistakes. Yep. It's just that ours is on a different platform. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. It's just right. ours that you can look at. You can look at your own mistakes four years later and go, oh. <laughs> yeah. Whereas back Me in the day, you could just comments. forget. <laughs> Everybody could just forget. And you're like, oh, everybody forgot. No. <laughs> Let's say that somebody is listening right now and is a victim of image-based abuse. What advice would you give them? Well, if you're a victim of image-based abuse, eSafety, you can go on the eSafety website and you can straight away, you can just make a report straight away. So obviously, like, screenshot, collect as much evidence as you can. That's And that counts even screenshots of threats or screenshots of, you know, someone saying, if you don't da-da-da-da-da, like, if you don't do blank, I will post your nude or whatever. That's all screenshot, 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 and then you can submit that into a report to eSafety, um, and then they'll deal with it from there, and that's just the best way to go about it 100%. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. think a really important thing to remember if um, you or someone you know is experiencing any type of image-based abuse is that it's not at all your fault, and, yeah, it's, it's absolutely not okay, and, yeah, definitely, definitely not your fault. <laughs> just and, want to really emphasize yeah. that. And the other, it's, it's report to... Report to eSafety and then it's talk to someone as well. And as daunting as it might seem, like your parents or, you know, your guardian or responsible adult around you, they're on your side and they Mm. want to see you succeed. Um, As as daunting as it might be, um, we've, we've had plenty of cases of where people have, you know, had that open discussion with their parents or with like a responsible adult. And it's, it's kind of brought them together after they've come through that that mm. thing together and gone through it. So as, as weird and as daunting it might seem, like the, the people around you do just want to see you be okay. Exactly. <laughs> so don't kind of keep yourself up and, 
and feel like you can't speak to anybody about it. Um, yeah, and I think also if, if you don't have a trusted adult um, or someone that you feel like you can talk to around, there's plenty of resources like on Kids Helpline or Headspace, um, eSafety as well, um, and there's, there's plenty of resources and um, ways you can get in contact with someone who, who can help you as well. Oh, that is phenomenal. As well, that has just reminded me of a beautiful statistic that I did read when I was going through your reports. Um, almost 93% um, of children who did report that they had um, experienced negative online, um, like a negative online experience, 93% of them um, did something in response to it and 67% of that percentage um, talked to their parents. So it's yeah. good that a lot more people are reaching out to yeah. the support system that they do have mm-hmm. around them readily available. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's also nice that for the people that just don't feel comfortable with that, we do have obviously the helplines and things of everyone that cares. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, being online, there's that's kind of the positive side is that there are so many more resources available than kind of what was available before. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so there's always someone there who can help. Yeah. Beautiful. Now, next question is for Dante. <laughs> now, you're a fashion student and you have stated that um, you want people to celebrate who they are online. Um, now, the person who was going to be joining me for this interview, B, um, they've told me that their experience, in, sorry, in their experience, um, they can say that um, it can be a difficult thing to express yourself online without the fear of bullying. Um, what advice would you give somebody who wants to express themselves online um, and on the internet um, but is afraid of what other people might say or think? I think that the, that is so valid and it's always something that, um, every, like every young person and every, you know, young creative or someone who does kind of want to express himself online, they like, it's something that they will go, like you will go through a hundred percent. And I think there's, there's kind of ways around it, the ways you go around it. But, um, like at the end of the day, like it, it, it kind of is something that you're going to experience. And my, my best advice would be that like, if it, it keep doing you to -hmm. the point where it will get better and people will flip <laughs> like after <laughs> like whether it might take it might take a couple of years it might take two or three years but um the people they will flip if you continue to just be yourself and do yourself and and that will kind of attract around you it'll shift those people away from you and it will attract around you people who also want to do themselves and be themselves and once you attract that group of people around you then you're set and you're then you're chilling and then those people can keep encouraging you and and you can keep growing from there Mm. um but i think it is it is really really hard to to kind of break out of that mold and break out of that shell a little bit um but once you do it and once you get through that that hump it will be kind of one of the most rewarding things you will ever do is just really truly expressing yourself online and i think it's just so important um that kids get to do that because you don't you don't want to kind of want to lock yourself in a box and and feel like you've got you have to be a certain way or you have to do things a certain way. And I think mm. it's important to understand as well is that um, there's always more people than you think. It, like you're, it, There's always heaps more people than you even know. Uh, so mm-hmm. it might feel like the whole world is against you, but you don't know that many people. And there's always people out there who are similar to you and who do like the same things as you. And you will find them. And the way that you will find them is by expressing yourself online and kind of putting that stuff out there. And you will find that group of people by doing it yourself 
And mm. I think that it's important to know that they like they are out there. You've just got to, you know, you've just got to search <laughs> you've just enough. Just got to put yourself out you've there. You've just got to search enough, <laughs> and the way you search is by putting yourself out there. And it can be daunting, and it can be really hard. Um, but once you do, I think it is really, really rewarding. Oh, that's such a wholesome answer. <laughs> what do you think, Chloe? Do you have anything that you can add to that from your own life experiences or anything? Oh, um, I don't know. I feel like Dante's more first on, on all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree. I think the more that you put yourself out there, the more kind of benefits there are um, mm. kind of up for grabs, so to speak. So yeah, I think it's it's definitely a great way to yeah get, get yourself out there, learn new things about yourself and learn more about other people in your circle as well. Yeah. Yeah, see, when I'm thinking about that kind of stuff from my own perspective, um, I think that a lot of, particularly like the old generation, like look at like the internet and online activities and talking to people online in particular is like a bad thing because you never mm. know who you're talking to and this and that. But like I have moved around so much in my life that online is like the fastest and easiest way to find the people that like the things that I like. 100%. <laughs> it's just a matter of learning how to navigate that safely. So, mm. yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that, yeah, it's, it is, it's been like wild in the last couple of years, especially through lockdowns in Australia that we've seen like kids younger than, I think our generation was kind of the last to kind of miss this, but kids mm. younger than me their friend groups are like almost entirely online because it's people mm -hmm. who like the same things as them and they'll go to school and you know they'll have their school friends but their true tight friends are their friends online mm -hmm. <laughs> they're all online friends and they you know they hang out together in like discord calls as soon as they get home from school and that is their like those are their people and i think that that's so it's such a benefit of the online world is that you can mm -hmm. like find your people that much easier than back in the day when it was like, well, guess what? Your high school's a thousand people. Make it work. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna have to talk to somebody, especially if none of them like anything that you like. You're gonna have to make it work. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, I think there's so much opportunity online, and you, and you get to you get to find and you get to meet those people by putting yourself out there and by you know doing the things that you love. Yeah. Oh, so wholesome. <laughs> now, um, I do have to ask your opinions. I'm not somebody that has younger siblings, but I do have a lot of younger people in my life that I look at as siblings <laughs> yeah. and um, I hear and see a lot um, a lot less about education e-safety than I think that I received granted what I received when I was a kid was outdated at the time anyway um, do you think that this is something that needs to be focused on in schools um, in a larger capacity and do you think it needs to be restructured in any way I don't know what are your opinions on the current state of e-safety education in schools? Yeah, I think it's definitely been, it's something that they've been really um, passionate about, is it getting it out to, to younger people and to teachers as well mm -hmm. um, and to parents. Um, but I think, yeah, unfortunately, there's some people who don't really want to have those hard conversations, um, especially in, in schools. They can be really tricky things to talk about, um, mm. such as things like image-based abuse. You know, it's kind of like, well, if you don't talk about it, it doesn't, doesn't happen. You know, they don't need to know about it when in reality, they really do and you know like starting young as well because it is just the reality of online um so I think that um through e-safety and through scroll um and being much more accessible online to really anybody is that we can kind of reach those younger um kids and and kids in schools as well and I think it's been a really positive way to um be able to share the messages that are really important but might be tricky um to share in a school environment um so it's a really great way to deliver that um to them directly mm. yeah and I think that yeah I think that you know we all kind of 
are like we went through our e-safety education school and we were like, like we kind of know, <laughs> know more than what's going on here. But um, I think it that's why I think that's why the e-safety website is so important because you can um, out like outside of that time you can equip yourself with all this knowledge. Like you've got the internet at the your fingertips. You can equip yourself with this knowledge. Resources like e-safety are so important for that where you can like do your own research and really truly understand like how to navigate this online space and you know what the effects are and what the you know what is really going on Mm. I think it's yeah I think in high school I didn't even have like proper e-safety um like I don't know talks or education Mm. I I think yeah yeah. I can't remember it so if we did it wasn't impactful yeah (laughs) I think I think the only thing that I can remember apart from like you know teachers being a bit judgy is Mm -hmm. I think we had a police officer come and talk to us Really. Which mm-hmm. was just kind of seemed like a bit of a scare tactic, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, yeah, don't be friends with people on Facebook that you don't know. And all these really, you know, sharing like really scary stories about things that have happened online. And so I was like, what an interesting tactic. <laughs> yeah. See, that is exactly what I got was yeah. the scare tactic and the like, don't do it. Exactly. It was almost like preaching abstinence, but like, yeah, yes, yeah. It's the in same, an yes. online it's capacity. It's the exact same yeah. energy. It's like, exactly. what? This just isn't like, yeah. <laughs> it's the exact same energy. That's hilarious. That's a good comparison. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's what we were saying before. It just kind of creates more of a generational divide. Cause it's like, yeah. you don't get us. Like you mm-hmm. don't, you don't understand it. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, well, I've lived for 50 years and I didn't go online once. <laughs> exactly. Like, well, sick dude. But yeah. <laughs> it's not helpful. Yeah. No, exactly. All right. Well, finally, I think the most important question, where can we find and interact with scroll on socials? At scroll with e-safety. Yep, and, on Instagram. Uh, from at scroll with e-safety on Instagram. Um, that's got all the links. We've got YouTube as well. Um, YouTube right now has a lot of, uh, we've got a couple of like long form, kind of like 30 minute podcasty type sit down stuff that you can just like chuck in your ears and listen to while you're like on the train or whatever. Um, and then Instagram's obviously a little bit more like in feed, like quick, quick tidbits of info. Um, <laughs> so we've got long form and short form. And we've got more stuff coming on the way as well, Instagram and YouTube. Yeah, we've got cool. we've got something for everyone. Instagram, YouTube, <laughs> it's all on there. Yeah. See, I can confirm I have interacted with both the long form and the short form, and it has been phenomenal. So anybody listening, go yeah. check them out. Um, thank you so much for joining me. Thank, thank you. you. Thank Thanks you for having us. us. I think it's been really awesome. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Now, again, thank you so much to Chloe and Dante from Scroll for sitting down and having that chat with me. We were able to touch on a lot of really cool topics, and I hope that a lot of people were able to get just as much out of it as what I got out of it. There are some phenomenal resources out there, and we were able to give a lot of what I think is really great advice. So definitely do check out Scroll if it interests you or if you think that it might be beneficial to yourself or somebody else in your life. Again, though, we did touch on some touchy subjects today. So if this has affected you, we have some helplines that we can provide you with. We have Beyond Blue on 1300 224 636. That again is 1300 224 636. Kids Helpline on 1800 55 1800. That's 1800 55 1800. And Q Life Helpline on 1800 184 527. That's 1800 184 527. Again, thank you so much to Chloe and Dante. I highly recommend everybody that is listening goes and checks out Scroll. They have some great short form content and long form content that just gives you some handy dandy tips for navigating the online world.
Again, though, this is the Naughty Rude Show. We'll be back on your airwaves every single Sunday from 8pm until 10pm on Sunday.